Ladies and gentlemen, yes, the doctor's in the house. Good good day, everybody. This is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, welcoming you to another episode of Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored here on Podbean. And I do welcome you with an attitude of gratitude. And November is Gratitude Month, and we've been talking for years how healthier, grateful people are. And here we have a month devoted to gratitude. Well, it's important, ladies and gentlemen, I've been telling you for a long time to incorporate some gratitude every day in your life. And it's not a huge com- commitment. And it's not just a buzzword, as I've been talking about. It's a powerful practice that can significantly impact your well-being. And it's been around for a long time. Philosophers have talked about it. It enhances human happiness. And it's more than just saying thank you. It's about appreciating the goodness in our lives, big or small. Whether it's the smell of fresh rain, a smile from a stranger, or our own comfy little bed. There's always something to be thankful for if we look for it. So as I said, gratitude has physical and emotional benefits. Gratitude can boost boost our mental well-being. It can support our physical health. It can enhance our relationships. And it can boost our own self-esteem. So I would encourage you to, to practice gratitude and go onto some sites and look for some guidelines an exercise that you that you can practice or an app i'm a little bit uh just i don't know what the word is befuzzled because uh, of everything that's going on in this world um don't know what to talk about first actually this, this episode was supposed to be a no-holds-barred episode on the aspects uh, that affect our modern living, like ultra-processed foods and how many people rely on prescription drugs. I guess I haven't talked enough about it. And these two factors can really impact our health and well-being and our very existence where convenience comes at a cost to our health. How addictive these products can be. And the pervasiveness of prescription drugs in our culture, where medications seem to be the quick fix. That's what we're all interested in, the quick fix. Give me a, give me a prescription, doctor. Now, don't take time to talk to me about a Mediterranean diet and exercise, meditation, calming, religion, spirit. 
Don't talk to me about that. Just give me a prescription. I go to the gym. I see gym goers with the earbuds in their ears, frying their brain, drinking plastic bottles with all the phytoestrogens and all the other products which we will talk about. I wasn't going to talk about that today, but I just saw an article about the, the plastics. I, I, I know that they're, they're so pervasive now that surgeons are finding them in almost every organ that they cut into. But I just found out today that there is a, an open access database called Plastic Heat Map. And it includes findings from more than 3,500 studies on how plastic chemicals impact our health. I've talked about BPA, polychlorinated biphenyls, phthalates, now the, the, the endocrine disruptors, BPA, PFAS, the ever forever chemicals. They're killing us. We have to wake up. We have to be aware of what the heck's happening. They're killing our immune system, our microbiome. They're killing our brain, our endocrine system. Is it any wonder why life expectancy is dropping in the United States? Is it any wonder the United States spends more than any other developed country and yet it ranks near the bottom of health outcomes in the world? And that's just only talking about plastics, huh? Plastics are harming our health. And I've told you for years about having a superior interior, having great gut health. Well, plastics impact our gut health. They destroy our microbiome. They destroy fertility. They, just, they, they make you gain weight. Thousands and thousands of chemicals used in producing plastic. Thousands and thousands. And how many of them have been tested? Hardly any. Less than 30%. And what are they studying to replace those chemicals with? Not much that I could find. I couldn't find any human studies examining the health impacts of microplastics. And how about exposure of a woman carrying a baby? What does that do to her children? Where are those studies? So I, I didn't want to go down this rabbit hole. We'll, 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 we'll get it more into this at another time. But don't you think these plastics, which never go away, which end up destroying our environment and, and destroying us as human beings should be tested for safety. Especially if we're going to give them to children. Well, who the heck could that be? Well, I don't even know what to do with that. So well, I guess I did something good. Um, 
So that's 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 the story on plastics. Well, well, again, it, we'll get more into this because I just I I don't know what to talk about anymore. I've been talking for seven years and telling you you have to take care of yourself. You have to be your own doctor. And I I even tell you what Hippocrates wrote that if you are not your own doctor, you're a fool. I've been telling you hey, you have to be the CEO of your own body. But we got to do it. We can't, it's just not words. If it's just words, I might as well just close up and go golfing. We actually have to do something about it. Not just say, oh, yeah, you're right, Doc. No, do something about it. Now we're in a flu, the flu season. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, flu is not a season of the year. But it is our inability to adapt because we have decreased sun exposure. We have poor water intake. We have increased sugar intake. Or we have increased stress. No wonder people get sick. It's not the flu. It's our decreased immunity. Our decreased immunity does that. Well, I guess everybody wants me today. So it's our decreased immunity, ladies and gentlemen. That is doing this to us. And while we're on the flu, and before I get another call one way or another, when you go to a flu clinic, you're going to get a free shot, aren't you? But ask them to read Section 13 of the package insert, where it says, has not been evaluated for carcinogenic or mutagenic potential or for the impairment of male fertility in animals. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't know what you don't know. Ask for, ask for that. Prescription drugs. Let's get back to that. Overprescribed. Third leading cause of death in the, in the United States. Prescription drugs. Millions line up. Get their prescription filled each and every month or they have it mailed to them. The average out-of-pocket expense for a year for all adults is buck $177. But if you're over 65, it averages around $456. If you're on a lot of prescriptions, of course, it's more. So, you know, the cash register keeps ringing up. And some people, I'm sorry to say, are really financially strapped by taking these medications. And of course, I'm not saying that your health should not come first. Your health should come first regardless of any any cause. But are we really healthy? There was a study out of Penn State that says the use of prescription drugs isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Their study found that American men will be on prescription drugs for 48% of their, of their lives. Females will be stuck on prescription drugs for 60% of their lives. And with adults 65 and over spending over $400 a year, you know, you're connecting the dots, it's all about money. Thousands and thousands of dollars. Some people say, what do you think? Can you imagine if you put that money into your IRA, what would happen? 
So again, as being the CEO of your own own body, when you have an appointment with your doctor, have a serious talk a bit to him about or her about all the medications you've been prescribed. Get a brown bag consultation with your pharmacist. Make sure you're taking the right doses, that you're on the right medication. And you're asked about interactions among the medications you are taking. And if you really want to get your doctor PO'd, ask them if there's any natural alternatives. Consider getting a second opinion. Don't be a victim. Okay? Prescription drugs, ladies and gentlemen. Incredible, incredible. 89% of people over 65 take at least one. 54% take four or more. And when you're taking more than one medication, you have multiple side effects. As a result, polypharmacy is a preventable risk factor for hospital admissions in older adults. Polypharmacy is... That word is used when you're taking multiple medications. And when you consider 89% of people age 65 and older take at least one, 54% take four or more. Data from Merck found that nearly 80% of older adults regularly take at least two prescription drugs. About 36% regularly use five or more different drugs. And guess what? Not including over-the-counter medications. There's stories about one, pres- one patient using 43 prescription drugs because there's no gatekeeper now. Everybody has a pulmonologist, nephrologist, diabetologist, endocrinologist, dermatologist. And in spite of electronic medical records, no one spends the time to check on on medications. And we end up with medical uh, chemical soup and not good for our health. And as we get older, we're more vulnerable to the side effect of these drugs. Our kidneys can't excrete it as fast as when we were younger. Our liver can't metabolize them as we were younger. And how many seniors do I talk to that are taking antidepressants? I guess it's easier to write a prescription than to talk to the person, find out why they're depressed. Maybe they lost a loved one. Maybe they're having a hard time coping. And that's, they're serious drugs. You know my stance on statins. Widely, in my opinion, overprescribed. And their use may harm your brain health, more than doubling your risk of dementia in some cases. 50% of U.S. adults over 75 are taking a statin drug. And do you know statin drugs are 
associated with diabetes. And cholesterol is is not the main cause of heart disease. It's inflammation. We've talked about this. So do not please equate good health with drugs because overprescription of medication leads to a downward spiral because you're going to have more side effects. So talk with your provider. Talk with your provider. And there are multiple studies that have found adverse reactions to prescription drugs. Somewhere, I saw one in the 95% area. And drug reporting is underreported. Widely studied. And most of the studies find that there is a widespread and significant underreporting of adverse drug reactions. And we should be concerned given the fact that prescription drugs are the third leading cause of death after heart disease and cancer in the United States and in Europe. So, do you get the message without me just beating up on this? So be careful of the drugs you take. Be careful of the -the over-the-counter drugs. The -the over-the-counter drugs are serious medications also. Drug companies like having drugs over-the-counter because they don't have to have a package insert explaining all the side effects which most people don't read anyway, but it's there if, uh, you know, if you want it from your pharmacist. Ay, ay, ay. Um, uh, I need some duct tape for my head. Let's, let me just hit a little bit on ultra-processed foods. I want to just see what I, a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago, I forget already, I, I, I talked about a study that found ultra-processed foods jump from 53% of all calories consumed by the typical American to 57% of calories, while fresh food calories plunged from 327 to 27.4%. Do you think if we switch to an all-fresh food diet, the number of... Uh, Symptoms of disease would drop because we'd get rid of things like MSG and nitrates and aspartame. Get rid of the the vegetable oils that are not healthy. If we started eating a nutrient-dense, low-processed diet and maybe taking some supplements, we'd heal faster, have a better weight over time, recover better than from exercising or training. You think your physician will sit down with you and say, well, instead of giving you this or that drug, I'm going to tell you to, and show you how to lower your intake of things like sugar and processed meats. Maybe explain to you what happens when 
crops are sprayed with glyphosate. Talk to you about your alcohol intake, packaged foods, the ultra-processed foods, fermented foods. How many of your doctors talk to you about probiotic foods? And all these have to do with inflammation, which is the basic cause of chronic disease, which most adults have. So we have to, on a personal level, have to know about the adverse effects of ultra-processed foods. And the longer the expiration date, the more they're processed. There's actually a paper out from France. It's titled Ultra-Processed Foods and Cardiometabolic Health. It was published in the British Medical Journal, by the way, BMJ. Although they they say there's evidence that processed foods have adverse health effects, efforts to reduce, change, or eliminate them lack sufficient support. Evidence links consumption of ultra-processed foods to various health issues, altered lipoprotein profiles. So instead of putting you on a drug like a statin, why don't we talk about ultra-processed foods in your diet? If you're obese, instead instead of putting you on a a million-dollar drug like Ozempic, talk to you about your diet. They have this woman advertising Ozempic. She's grossly overweight. Obviously, they're interested in selling Ozempic, not about keeping her healthy without the drug. So, ultra-processed foods in our diet. Again, that doesn't take rocket science to know it. The further away you get from eating naturally, the more side effects you're going to have. The less nutritional products are going to, and, and micronutrients are going to be in that food. And how about the toxins that are in these, these, these ultra-processed foods? There are a lot. Now, ultra-processed foods have one saving grace. Yeah, they have longer shelf lives. Maybe they won't, there'll be less food waste. But the contaminants, the phthalates, the bisphenols, the mineral oils, the microplastic that's in the packaging and in the lining of cans can get into the food over time. And some of these contaminants are carcinogenic. That means they can cause cancer. And I can't tell you enough about a superior interior because microbiome, it's called dysbiosis. It's a disruption of the normal microbiome in your gut. That ecosystem that controls your immunity. You lose beneficial bacteria and you get overgrowth of harmful ones. So when you get intestinal inflammation, you break down your gut barrier. You get leaky gut syndrome. It allows unwanted interactions to get through your gut and affect your immune system. Ultra-processed foods, ladies and gentlemen.
Okay, so I went down a rabbit hole, used up a little time, but just be careful about your prescription drugs. Have conversations with your healthcare providers or your pharmacist. See if the drugs you're taking are necessary. See if lifestyle changes could be an option for you. If not immediately into an order to enable you to get off of these prescription drugs, is the drug absolutely necessary? Is that CAT scan absolutely necessary? Is that MRI absolutely necessary? Is there a less invasive test? Is there a natural alternative to what you're prescribing for me? Questions you have to be aware of and questions you have to ask. In preparing for today's show, I ran across an article that surprised me in PubMed, which is from the National Library of Medicine. The abstract, it said, the, the title of the article is Our Prescription Drugs Kill Us in Large Numbers. And in this article, in the abstract, it says our prescription drugs are the third leading cause of death after heart disease and cancer. I mean, gosh, I guess we didn't hear about this this article because the, the pharmaceutical companies had it buried. We should be taking fewer drugs and patients should carefully study the package inserts of their drugs their doctors prescribe. And also look for independent information. I mean, it's, it's out there. Again, it's not new, but we have to keep reminding ourselves. It's not about the money, but you know, your health is, is worth a fortune, but we want to have a little money left over for our retirement years. Don't we put it in that IRA or whatever, say some savings, spend it on the grandkids, not just on medication. So ladies and gentlemen, this is Dr. Ron. Sorry about the two phone calls that were uh, popped through uh, while we were on air here. Uh, hope you got some valuable information. Uh, docronradio at gmail.com if you have suggestions of any other article uh, topics you would like me to cover. I mean, I... I thinking about covering surgery. I mean, there's so many unnecessary surgeries, especially spinal surgeries. Because spinal surgeons, okay, they can cure anything, so they say. I'm thinking of going back and talking about earthing again, how we get electrons from Mother Earth. And I guess I have to keep talking about additives, chemicals in in our environment. Scented candles, not good. And maybe talking about some of the mind-altering effects of anesthesia. There's so much that is not being told to us on the main front, uh, on mainstream media. There's so much, and yet, uh, you know, we have to live with this. We have to make the best decisions possible.
Okay, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Ron signing out. Have a great week, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Here goes Freddie. Hey, everybody, Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. If it's all about good health, he's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. Or when the doctor is in the house. And let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. So if you have a pain, call the doctor. If you have a strain, call the doctor. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. See you next week.